Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, one half of the NBA Finals matchup is set. Several NBA coaching gigs have been filled and injuries continue to have a major impact in the Eastern Finals. We'll make sense of it all, but first, Darlene, let's run it. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former 3 and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Thanks, Darlene. Welcome to Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, folks. Y'all know how we do it. Monica McNutt here alongside my co-host, King McClure, and our producer, Bruce Bernstein. We're recording on a Thursday after the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul punched their ticket. Um, guys, don't we love Chris Paul's story? It's so great. Mm. Yes, we do. Amazing story. Um, I want to talk about Pat Beth. <laughs> okay, let's let's see. This is why I didn't. I just wanted to leave it and see what you said. Talk to me about Pat Beth because last night on Wednesday night, I should say, I hilariously put out a tweet after Pat Beth shoved Chris Paul in the back like he was on the playground in third grade. <laughs> I was like, "What do you think Chris Paul said to Pat Beth? Wrong answers only, or wrong answers preferred?" And it was hilarious. Some of the responses I got. <laughs> What's the funniest response you got? Funniest response I got was, I wish my hair could grow like that. <laughs> so somebody else said, um, oh, lots of people went to State Farm. Oh, no, I think I'm frozen. Oh, no, no. I, King's frozen. Okay. Lots of people went to State Farm and was like, there's no Pat promo. <laughs> it was like, or uh, uh, Cliff, or something, with a lot of stuff with Cliff Paul and State Farm. It was some really funny answers, but I think the hair one stuck out to me. Somebody said, <laughs> he told Pat Beverly, you must be a sugar in your grits kind of guy. I was, what? <laughs> People were hilarious. I responded to you. You know what I said? You did respond. I don't remember what you said, though. What'd you say nice, nice D. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was great. All right, King, but what did you want to say about Pat Beverly? Man, I just, I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, his reaction to losing and being so, cause I don't think when you look at what Chris Paul said and the amount of time when they walked by each other, it was probably like a second. So it had to be something super quick. So like, there's a lot of things that come to my head, but I'm like, what can possibly come to my head that Chris Paul could have said in a matter of a second that would have made Pat Bev react like that? I have no idea what, what he said, but it was just to me it was like he beat your ass and you and you had no dignity you you showed no dignity and again i'm not even talking sportsmanship i'm just showing i'm just saying like you know you got your ass whooped take it and go to the corner 
I mean, uh, yeah. Like, but I, for me, I guess the one thing that I, if a little kid, if kids are watching this show, the one thing that I feel like you should take from that moment is Chris, <laughs> is Chris Paul's response to when Pat Bev showed him. A lot of guys, you know, they're so pride, prideful and the pride would have stepped in the way and would have felt like they have to go back at him. Chris Parson over there turned the other way. He actually stayed on the floor a little bit. He's a little dramatic, a little bit of a flopper. Very. Yeah, yeah, super, little, little, little dramatic. But stayed on the floor a little bit. But then when he got up, he started cheering because he knew it was over. He was celebrating at the fact that he had gotten into Pat Bev's head so much to the fact to where Pat Bev had to physically put it because they could not do anything else to stop that man dropping 41. So I think that that that's what stood out to me the most. Just Chris Paul's response, like I don't care about you, bro. You're you're in the past. We're moving on to the finals. We're about to get shipped. We ain't worried about you no more, Pat Bev. Um, um, but Pat Bev, it's just like Pat Bev got to be on something. Like, like I feel like dude was mistreated as a kid or something. Like he got to be on something because he he he's just like I don't know what's up. Like he 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 what he do to Westbrook other other like few years back. Mm-hmm. He like tore his meniscus. He's just known for like, like he broke Devin Booker's nose. Now he pushing people in the back. Like what's, what's good with Pat Bell? Okay, well, that's besides the point. We're not gonna get stuck there. The <laughs> point is that the Phoenix Suns are back in the finals. Uh, well, not back. Is it back, Bruce? They haven't been, well, they haven't been back if you say 29 years later, they're back. Oh, okay, 29. It didn't go to the finals with Steve Nash? No, they lost to San Antonio that year when when they had a really good team, but uh, no, it's the first time since the Barkley year, 1993. Yeah, I was about to say, that was, Charles Barkley was on that squad. I just, there's so much about this Phoenix Suns squad to really appreciate. Obviously, Chris Paul drops 41 in the game or series deciding game. I personally was thought that the ball was sticking too much with him when he came back from his COVID break and he wasn't hitting no shots, but when it mattered, he hit him. Devin Booker, listen, we cannot say that Devin Booker is a terrific two-way player, but I appreciated his effort defensively over the course of this series. DeAndre Ayton emerging as one of the better bigs in the league. And then, of course, to me, just as beautiful as all of the player stories is this from Monty Williams, a guy who we all very saw, all saw very publicly endure the greatest strategy of his life when he lost his wife and for him to have the opportunity to be now in the pinnacle of the sport. So there's so much here to just dig into that's beautiful about the game. Shout out Monty Williams, man. He definitely helped me a lot when I was going through my heart disease. Cause he actually had the same heart disease. So shout out oh, wow. to Monty. And he helped me a whole lot when he found out he had called me and we could talk a lot about it. But I'm, I'm happy for him, for sure. I'm definitely happy for him, D-Book, and that whole Phoenix Suns score. I think they deserve it. Um, they, they've been the most consistent team in the West this whole year. I mean, I guess you can argue your Jazz, but they've been super consistent uh, as far as the whole team in the West. So they deserve it. And I honestly think the way that the East is looking up with all these injuries, I have a great chance to to bring it back to, to Phoenix. I think they have a very real chance. I think Monty's been the best coach in the league all year. He was my preseason pick for coach of the year. And, you know, the official award went to Tom Thibodeau, who did a great job also. Monty got the coach's version of it, okay? Mm-hmm. So he got his love from those who probably know best what what, what the yeah. coach of the year is all about. Um, but I'll tell you a guy that I thought last night, you know, obviously CP3 was the guy. 
But Jay Crowder was a badass in the first quarter last night. He came out there hitting those threes. And when that happens, it just makes it so much easier for their big three. Uh, and Jay is a legitimate tough guy. He backs down from nobody. Uh, I loved him on the Celtics. Every team he's gone to has gotten better when he was there. And every team he left got worse when he was gone. So Phoenix should be really happy that he's on their team. Hey, wait, isn't this Jay's, isn't Jay's going to back-to-back NBA finals? I don't know about that, but I know he was on the match right? Sorry? He was on the Heat last year, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so back-to-back finals, you're right. NBA finals. Yeah, good point. He's been with three teams, though. Who's the the third? Well, I don't know how many years he's been in the NBA. It's probably close to 10 at this point. But um, But he's been – yeah, he's been – this is his back – because he was in the finals last year. And he's going to finals this year. So he's going to back-to-back NBA finals. And he was he's in the conference finals with Boston a few years back because he was on their team when, you know, the and Isaiah Thomas team. And not finals, finals. Yeah, that was conference three. finals. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Well, uh, Jay Crowder, Marquette, Big East rival, I'm going to give you your respect. I love his hair. I think his hair is great. <laughs> and yesterday, his shooting was excellent but you know them eagles i can't give them too too many props not me me. all right so moving forward i guess the question becomes what's going to be i don't know is the question what's the most important thing for the phoenix suns as they move forward to do what they've done maintain their continuity share the basketball chris paul's a great leader so i guess the answer to that would be to stay healthy keep everybody on the floor that's the biggest thing. The best ability is availability. So mm-hmm. the, the key thing for that, right now, whoever's going to win the finals, I'll tell you who's going to win the finals. Whoever, whatever team is the most healthiest. Like I, That's the team that will win the finals. Like, that's what it was. Because both of the teams in the East, right? I mean, Giannis, he's, he's now called out for game five. We don't know. I mean, I'm guessing yeah. he might be done. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo has been out for a while. So that's two of their starters. Trey Young and Clint Capella both having some issues right now physically so yeah i mean it's it's like a wide open road for phoenix stay healthy do your thing you know don't you know just so keep wait, doing wait, what you're wait. doing they got the home court too here's my question for y'all with all these injuries do you count this year as with an asterisk or no it, and i can't even go? believe this is a question because injuries are a part of the game but not this many injuries. So now all of a sudden, because there's an unusual amount of injuries, we're putting an asterisk on something? I no, mean, no. And I, I literally, mean. they posed this question to us in the pregame, I mean, not pregame, in the pre-show meeting yesterday for first take. And I was like, wait, I don't understand. We're past COVID. What's the asterisk for? If we're going to start making injuries an asterisk, like, what are we doing to sports? No. No, but yes, because LeBron James said it at the beginning of the year. Because said, LeBron James is out with an listen. injury. LeBron James at the beginning of the year, right? And he, he he called it. And now all of a sudden, all your superstars are getting hurt. You got Giannis on the school. They're going to play a Bucks. They're about to play a Bucks team in the finals with no Giannis. Like, come okay. on now. Does that even sound right to you? First of all, Giannis's injury was not because of fatigue. Like, no. Neither was Kawhi's. Neither was Trey. But the body breaks down. So you can't say it wasn't for fatigue. The body breaks down over time. I can say it wasn't because of fatigue. Trey stepped on a ref's ankle. Okay, that okay, scratch that one. There's still been like 10 to 15 other ones. The only one that I might give you off off fatigue is maybe Jamal 
uh, Murray. Kawhi and them exited the bubble early. They were resting. Giannis and them exited the bubble. They were resting. But like Kawhi in particular, ball. the Clippers load managed all season long. But what are we doing? What are we talking about? What are we Bro, talking I about? Think, I still think it's a fair point. Not this many. Name a year where you've had this many superstars get injured. Name a year where you had to play a game after COVID, like after living through a pandemic. Like if you want to put asterisks on it, I would rather you say the asterisk of us moving through the pandemic than injuries. You gonna start putting asterisks on wins because of injuries? We're I never mean, gonna escape that. Technically, you can put an asterisk on because that COVID, whatever series, that played a big part for sure. Because if if, if if LeBron and them healthy, the the Suns ain't here. We watching LeBron play, they get ready to play. Somebody. Though. That's what I'm they saying. Won. The asterisk on the because LeBron and AD, AD was not healthy. They played the longest in the bubble. If the, the, the Lakers were healthy, we would not be seeing the Suns play. All right. Well, you just said that Jay Crowder was in both finals and he's healthy. So I can't like be better because Jay yeah, Crowder's still here. Him. But Jay Crowder's not a superstar. We're talking about superstars. For I'm a not really an asterisk on injuries. Like this is that's dumb. Sorry, Bruce. No, no, that's okay. Um, look, Phoenix played the same number of games as everybody else and so how come they didn't have all the injuries? Well, yeah, y'all, they, y'all want to make this mathematical body like no, 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 no. This oh, wait, 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 wait. didn't make the playoffs last year, but, but so they was, saying, the bubble, you, they, you, was out, they were out the bubble way before they had plenty enough time to rest. So, but that's what I'm saying. You want to you you want to put this science on? Okay, the Miami and the Lakers were the last two teams standing, and therefore by this math they were fatigued, and thus these injuries happened. Nah, dog, injuries happen in sports across the board. If the players really felt strongly and LeBron had the ear of the league the way that he's supposed to as a leader, I'm not saying that he does or doesn't. But then they should have they should have not negotiated to start. Yes, the players were misled in terms of the original plan was to start in January and things started faster. But as far as I understand, and Bruce, correct me if I'm wrong, the players and the PA had to come to an agreement. If they felt that strongly about it, then don't agree. And then everybody's pockets, the fallout then comes from there. So, But if y'all agreed to it, don't talk to me about Astros. Everybody wanted the money and it's understandable. Exactly. So, but listen, here's another thing. Phoenix historically, they, their uh, medical staff has the reputation of being the best in the NBA. Toronto is also known to be really good, but for a long, long time, one of the things that players that have passed through Phoenix has said, their medical staff is awesome. So maybe we need to give them a little bit of credit for Phoenix's good health too. Again, uh, Point taken about the the short in between season. We're looking at that again, so we could be looking at this again next year too, uh, uh, unless they decrease the number of games. I mean, they only played seventy two games this year. That's ten fewer than usual. So if they try to play more than seventy two next year with an abbreviated off season, it could even be worse next time around. We're going to have to keep yeah, our eye on it. I don't, I don't see. I don't see LeBron and them going for that this year. Not not not. Is the he already in the? Is it already uh, done in terms of the CBA, Bruce, or will they have an opportunity to negotiate? Going I on? think this is still to be determined. Okay. Yeah, I think I think LeBron is going to have to. I mean, he keeps saying it. So I think LeBron and them are going to definitely take this into consideration because there's a lot of guys going down. And if everybody was healthy, the, the Suns wouldn't even be a thought right now. All I'm saying is, and I disagree with that, I think the Suns are good. Uh, they had the best road that. record in the league. I mean, you know, the Suns would beat the Lakers, LeBron, and AD in the playoffs. But now, but now, but this is the slope. This is the slope that you start, right? You're saying everybody at full strength, or are you saying at the at that point in the season, everybody is, has an ailment or an injury, right? 
So maybe yeah. these guys didn't have injuries that caused them to be completely out. But what does everything considered, what does AD look like even if he could play? Because remember, he was playing and then he got hurt in the series again. So are yeah. you like he got back to the series? So now you put an asterisk on the injury that had him out during the regular season or the injury that had him out in the postseason. So no, like, to me, like a healthy, like just just a healthy AD, just a healthy AD. But that, but that's what I'm saying. You you don't know a healthy AD could have got hurt in game two, and we still end up with the same scenario. I mean, that's, yeah, this, this is a whole slope. A, like you can't yeah, do this. That's why they can't be an asterisk. Right. It's it's a lot of what ifs, but still, especially if Kawhi when I got hurt, you mean to tell me they're not beating the Clippers with with, with Kawhi? Come on now. If Kawhi was healthy, we might have seen a whole different situation here. No question. So, he wasn't was healthy, though. No, huh? he wasn't, and that's the whole thing. Okay, and Monica's yeah, that, right. Injuries are part of this. I mean, that's part of the equation. Always has been. And, 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 and I agree 110%. Injuries no, you don't. Part of you only agree you 80% see, because no, you keep coming but up when with you see, stupid. When you see a superstar... But <laughs> when you see constant or like constant superstars go down, we're not talking about like Devante, Dante DaVincio. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo, Trey Young, Anthony Davis. When you see these guys, these caliber guys go down, it makes you not even want to watch the thing, watch the finals no more because it's not the same. Come on now, Monica, you know this as a basketball fan. No, you go I don't. Without, you, no, you do. If, if, who was the best player on your team, Monica? No, listen, what I'm saying is I'm no, going to watch it because question, I'm not going to make an excuse about injuries. I'm not gonna make, I, can't, I can't use injuries as an excuse. Sugar Rogers. So Sugar Rogers, y'all was going into UConn, right? And you finna play UConn and Sugar Rogers is out. You ain't, you, you're not going to hit him with a, with a, uh, a uh, not maybe the whole, blame the whole thing, but you're not going to even at least say we have Sugar Rogers. It might have been a different story. Sure, but I'm not going to take it away from the other team. Like, we lost. The same answer that Paul George That's gave, it might have been a different story, but it's not. You guys need to agree to disagree and move on. <laughs> All right, moving on, because King wants to put asterisks on everything. All right, speaking, All right, speaking of injuries, though, if both Trey and Giannis are out, who are you taking? If both Trey and Giannis are the out, who are you taking? The Hawks. I'm with you. Wait, yeah, I'm th- I think I might take the Hawks for real, for real. Milwaukee's got the home court, but both teams have won on the road in this series. So I, I'm with you guys. I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you both there. I'm taking the Hawks because 76 percent of the time, the team that wins Game One wins the series. And I think Nate McMillan outcoaches Bud. Oh, hundred percent. Easy, right? Hundred percent. Easily. All right. Um, we are teeing up for game five at the time of the t- coaching this podcast. So next week we'll, by next week, we'll know who's in the finals by the time we record. So let's spin the topic forward a little bit, King. And I want to get your perspective on this. Um, as a player, mm-hmm. one of the things that's been really interesting this year is the coaching carousel. We've got three black coaches that took new head coaching jobs and Carlisle, who won the championship 10 years ago. Atlanta better remove the interim tag off Nate McMillan, or this would just be absolutely ridiculous. And so he would add, be added to that group. The open jobs are Washington, Orlando, and New Orleans. There's been a whole bunch of conversation around some of the women that should be head coaching candidates. Becky Hammond, Kara Lawson, and Teresa Weatherspoon are on that list. I don't particularly think that Kara is going to leave Duke right now. She just got there, so I haven't really bought into that one from her. But Becky Hammond is a hot name. 
King, how would you feel about having a woman as a coach? You know, I feel you got to watch your words here. Um, it's not a podcast. Let's see. So I think it depends on who the woman was. Because I, I, I think in, in, okay. in a certain scenario, like it couldn't just be any woman. You feel me? Just coaching. Like, like mm-hmm. Becky Hammond has a notable rep- reputation to where I, I, I respect mm-hmm. her and I and I, I would definitely listen. Um, but I think, I don't know if we're at a place in the world where men can have a woman coach, especially on the in, in, in NBA level, when you got a lot of guys who make a lot of money and it's hard for men to coach them. I don't know if we're at a place right now where we can we can have women head coaches in the NBA. I haven't played at the level that you guys have played, okay? But I think it will take an incredible amount of courage for a team president and an owner to hire a female coach, even if she is the most qualified person. And I think before that happens, let's say we're talking about the Washington Wizards, okay? Now, we know Carol Lawson's from the D.C. area. It would be a great story, right, if, if, if it was her. Monica, you don't think that's likely she only got to do. But in order for that to happen, Bradley Beal or Russell Westbrook, or preferably both of them, would need to publicly come out and say, we support this hire. We, are, we wanted her. We are all on Team Kara, okay? Because if that doesn't happen, I think there will always be um, skepticism among the fan base. Like, well, did they just hire? And Monica and I talked about this yesterday kind of offline. A diversity hire for the sake of a diversity hire is not really putting anybody in a position to succeed. But if Bradley or Russ comes out and says, Kara's a great basketball mind, she's a great leader, I'd love to play for her. That's what I almost think needs to take place before a team can go ahead and say, you got the job. But you know, but, 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 but to your flip side, to, 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 the, to your point, Bruce, like Kansas had a, a female strength coach. Her name was Andrea Hootie. And she's one of the best. She was really the, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's one of the best in the business. And she ended up going to Texas uh, with Shaka. I think she's still there with, with, with Beard. But she's one of the best in the business. And she's a female strength coach. Um, so I feel like, because that's not normally an area where you would think like, okay, you can have a female strength coach. Like that's not normally an area where you think that a lot of men would be like, okay, let me listen to her. But she does a great job. She's amazing what she does. But like you said, Bruce, Candace was able to take that, that, that leap of faith and that courage of we can hire this woman because she knows what she's talking about. And she's one of the best in the business. She's proven herself. So I, I think I, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, it's going to have to take somebody to have, the courage or the leap of faith to be able to coach uh, somebody come out and just say, Hey, we want this hire. We want her in order for somebody to, 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 or some organization to make that move. King, I'm really glad you said what you said though, because I think for all the progress that we're making as a society, and there's reason to be excited and optimistic. I don't think we're there yet. And I think Bruce, you nailed it. It's going to require superstars to say, I vouch for and I want to see in the same way we saw Dame say that he wanted Jason Kidd. Now that didn't pan out, but that had a lot of weight with the organization. Um, I, I've talked to Neil Ivy a bit who 
returned to Notre Dame to take the head coaching position, but she spent a year with the Memphis Grizzlies. And it's basketball. So that part of it, I totally understand. I do think that we will see it in our lifetimes, but I imagine that one, again, it has to be a total organizational buy-in, including your star players, and it probably will require an incredible staff. And then honestly, guys, and I'm saying this as a woman, sometimes I think like, how long has Chauncey been trying to get a shot at a head coaching job? And he just got it. So it, it takes time. And unfortunately, and, and King, you and I probably heard this from my parents, whatever, you got to be twice as good when you represent a minority in a space. And so if it takes Becky twice as long, it would be unfortunate, but it wouldn't surprise me because for all the progress that we're making as a society, again, to your point, King, that progress is more like 10 miles an hour than the 60 miles an hour it tends to be during Black History Month or Pride Month or whenever we decide we're celebrating diversity when in reality, it's not moving that fast. Mm, that's real. 110% of you hit the nail on the ham. No, wait, hit the hammer on the nail. You know I what I do that too. Nail, you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. There we go, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to add. I think you guys said it all there. Thanks, mic drop. All right, and other big sports news. July 1st, 2021, the day that we're recording this pod. Listen, some folks mm -hmm. got paid. It's a big day in the NCAA in the collegiate sports ranks. It's a hey, big day because, get? like you said, college athletes can now get paid off of their name, image, and likeness. Something that should have happened a long time ago. But it's about time that the NCAA finally gives athletes human rights. Like, come on now, NCAA. Um, but did you see what happened to De'Ara King already? Yes. And did you see the Cavender twins who play at uh, Fresno State twins. in the Mountain West? It's two, they're two twin sisters. They're juniors. They play basketball, non-power five school, obviously. They signed um, a deal with Boost Mobile already and some fitness powder brand. That's like a mega deal. I don't know what the numbers are, but their reach as the twins They've got 3.3 million followers on TikTok, 250,000 on Instagram each, and 67,000 on their YouTube. So their reach combined is close to Trevor Lawrence is what they compared them to. So they make a bank. I actually covered them for oh the uh, Mountain West Championship. So I knew about them before this happened. I was like, oh, they about to get it. De'Ara King signed for 20,000 today with one little deal. One deal with like college hunks or something like that, signed for 20K. He only has yeah, like 38,000 on Instagram. Idea. So I'm like, dude, if he has... 38,000 followers signed for 20K. Imagine what these other quarterbacks about to sign for. Like the quarterback for Alabama, wide receiver for Alabama, he's just going to make half a million dollars. Hey, don't try and get Jared and Ashton on the phone today, right, from Athletic, because those fellas, are gonna, their phone's probably ringing off the hook today. They're going to be really busy. Man. Hey, I wish. I wish we could have made money. So Derek King, quarterback of Miami, the Cavender Twins, non-Power 5, Fresno State, they're rising seniors, I believe. Um, just two examples of what is to come. Now, King, this was the debate this morning on KJZ. Keyshawn feels like this is going to be a huge distraction and is going to cause some student-athletes who have the potential to be professionals to stumble and not fulfill their potential. I say that we're gonna find out who has the ability to focus and still can reach their potential. But since the majority of college athletes do not go pro, this isn't about the ones that are gonna just goof off. This is about everybody else maximizing the time that they have in school because they may never ever have such a platform again. 
think that it is a mix of both. I think you will see who's going to be able to focus and you will see um, who's going to be able to, you know, maintain that same drive and not worry about just the money. But I do think it'll be, for me, it's more so like the recruiting aspect of it. Like, why would I go to a smaller school, like a smaller high-level high D1 with not as great of a fan base and be only promised like $20,000 when I can go to like a Kentucky or a big school and make like three, 400000 because of that fan base? Like, I think for that, is for me, it's just the recruiting piece. I think the recruiting piece is going to get messy. And it'll be very interesting to see um, how this how this will turn out. The recruiting piece has been messy, if we're honest with ourselves. But I hear you. But 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 the only difference is now it's going to be legalized. It's legalized cheating. So yeah, boosters okay. going to be like, what's that? Who got the best not, boosters? It's, yeah, it's not even cheating no more. It's legalized now. Well, again, I say allow these student athletes to monetize. I have maintained since this first became a conversation, if you are so concerned about it, put somebody on the staff to help them navigate it holistically. That was dope. <laughs> Thank you to our producer and co-host today, Bruce. Bruce played two positions. He's excellent two-way player. And thanks to our terrific editor, Kristen Woolley. Please check out our other Pure Hoops Media shows. This week, the Mike Wise Show features Mike and Bruce talking playoffs and Bruce's feelings about the Celtics' new coach. Hmm, interesting. Catch and Shoot 2.0 features Rob Peterson of The Athletic, who examines the Bucks situation as they hope for a spot in the NBA Finals. BJ Armstrong is back with Eric Newman, Big E, on the Pure Hoops podcast, which drops every Friday. And their recent guest was Sam Mitchell of NBA TV. You may remember we had his daughter, Morgan Mitchell, on the pod as well. The whole Mitchell family is great. He's got some classic stories from his NBA career. And King McClure and I are back next Thursday with a brand new edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Please keep your guard up and go get that vaccination. I got mine. Monica, did you get yours? I have mine. There we go. Bruce, did you get yours? Absolutely. There we go. All three of us are vaccinated. So please go get the shot. Vaccinated people do not need masks anymore. So get the shot and lose the mask. Fair trade off. If you like Buckets, Boys, and Blocks, please subscribe, rate us, review us, and leave a five-star rating. It would mean a lot. Until we meet again. Are you ready, Monica? Lakin, you want to say it? Oh, she doesn't know the line. But she's so cute. Enjoy your hoops. <laughs> Say it. Enjoy Wait, your hoops. Enjoy your hoops. Show her how, Monica. Enjoy your hoops. Enjoy your hoops. There we go. <laughs> Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.